3: everyone this is ashley adams welcome to house of cards we've got a great show we're going to be talking with the author max Vodolato. he's written a book about the gardena card clubs called gardena poker clubs a high stakes history so stay tuned we're going to take a quick break then we'll be back with max Vodolato.
1: New Jersey's online gambling market is loaded with so many different sites and all kinds of promotions, it's enough to make your head spin like the reels on an old-time Atlantic City slot machine. So how do you make sense of all that information floating out there in cyberspace? Well, you don't have to. That's because the folks at NJOnlineGambling.com have done all of that for you. NJOnlineGambling.com is your complete resource for all the online sites in New Jersey. Which games have the biggest jackpots? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. Which sites use PayPal for deposits? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. NJOnlineGambling.com is the most trusted guide to the New Jersey online gambling market. Industry news, site reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker, they got it all in one spot. It's the ultimate resource for online players in New Jersey. They even got the best sign-up offers, better than some of the ones being offered by the online casinos themselves. Look, they say bet with your head. So why not do the same before you bet and check out NJOnlineGambling.com, the most trusted resource around for New Jersey's online gambling market. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now you've been hearing me talk about MyPillow and their different promotions, like the four-pack special and the MyPillow mattress. Well, the folks at MyPillow now have a new special offer for all of you. It's called the MyPillow two-pack special. Head over to MyPillow.com and click on the two-pack special link right on the homepage. You can't miss it. And here's the offer. Use our promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S, and you'll be able to get two MyPillow Premium Pillows for one low price plus free shipping. You can choose from standard, queen, and even king-size pillows. Same 10-year warranty, same 60-day money-back guarantee, and they're all made here in the USA. That's the MyPillow 2-Pack Premium Pillow Special. Two pillows, one low price when you use our promo code CARDS at checkout. You'll also get free shipping on your order. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913 to order by phone and use our promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S. Better sleep starts with MyPillow.
4: Ooh. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com.
3: Your
1: fans. You're listening to House of Cards.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host. And I don't know if many of you know this. Many of you may. The poker capital of the world historically has not been in Las Vegas or even in Nevada. It has been in California and specifically Southern California. Uh, We are lucky enough to have with us as a guest an expert on this. He is both a filmmaker and an author, having recently written Gardena Poker Clubs, a high stakes history. His name is Max Vodolato, and he's here with us now on the phone. Max, are you there?
5: Hi, Ashley. Glad to be here.
3: Well, welcome to House of Cards. Can you give our listeners a little background on yourself and how you came to focus on the topic of the poker clubs in Southern California?
5: Oh, I I uh, moved to Los Angeles in uh, 2001, and uh, I'm originally from London, but I, I stumbled upon Gardena by chance um, and became uh, a regular... At a uh, a little bar on a place called gardena boulevard named the the desert room uh, I was actually uh shadowing a bail bonds agent who was from gardena and uh, we were making a documentary about his business and I was exploring the world of bail bonds in 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 southern california and uh in being there and uh being a regular down in gardena i I started to meet the community you know mainly through this bar and it was an interesting place where you have people from a lot of generations that uh, come in and out of there. And so uh, a wonderful window into, you know, the, the history of the, the, the town. And, uh, and I started to hear all these stories about, uh, Gardena through, through the years. And, 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 mainly, you know, what, what captured my attention was these stories about the, uh, the card clubs and how Gardena had uh, been the, uh, the one time poker capital of the world. So, I eventually uh, abandoned my Bell Bonds documentary and moved into uh, uh, making a documentary about the, the history of Gardena. And uh, that film's called Freeway City. It's uh, it's uh, actually available uh, online. You can see it on the Vimeo now.
3: Freeway City. Um, so why don't you start our listeners off with a uh, uh, the story of how it is that California had legal poker, even while gambling, was totally illegal in the rest of the country except for Nevada? Uh,
5: it's, a, it's, a, it's a long story, but I'll, I'll try to make it uh, uh, a, a summary. Uh, there was a man named Ernie Prim, uh, who, uh, who was really the, uh, the godfather of poker in Gardena. Uh, Prim uh, grew up in Hollywood, and uh, in the early 30s, he and, and, and some of his partners ran um, an illegal uh, speakeasy-type casino club above a coffin factory in downtown L.A. And uh, there was a lot going on in in L.A. County at that time in terms of an underground gambling scene. Uh, These places they called Speaks were dotted all over the county of Los Angeles. And uh, eventually there came to be a reform movement where uh, they wanted to reform... Uh, the, the the police department and, and and a whole host of other things about the county. There was a change in in the political uh, landscape that that prompted all of this, and so Prim and his partners fled, uh, like many others did. So people went to Las Vegas, and there was a, a casino boom around this time. And I'm I'm describing the uh, the 1930s, probably the latter half of the decade. And so when this reform started, uh, Prim and his partners uh, ended up going to Gardena. Prim had a loose connection to the uh, city's first mayor. The city was incorporated in 1930, and there was a gentleman named Wayne Bogart who was the first mayor who ran an automobile uh, dealership, and uh, he allowed Prim to take over uh, what had been an old movie theater uh, called the Embassy Theater, and they did a $20,000 uh, renovation on this place, which is about, I'd say, 350000 in today's money. Uh, and they opened it as a, uh, kind of a, 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 skill games gallery, I would describe it. And there was a game that they played there called Skillo. This is, this predates, uh, poker a little bit. 1936, this place opens. And, uh, Skillo was a game where you, you toss balls into a series of numbered boxes. So they'd call a number and you had to hit that, that particular box. And it was very popular, but, uh, it was also, uh, targeted very early on by local law enforcement. So there was a difference of opinion in the city and they, they raided this place and, and shut it down, put Prim out of, out of business there. Um, but then there was a very pivotal point in 38 where Prim, uh, went to a bingo parlor in Santa Monica, beach community in LA that, uh, was operating commercial draw poker in, in you know, in, in full view. And Prim says to the owner of this place, "You know, how can you guys be doing this without, you know, the local, you know, law shutting you down?" The owner says to Prim, "Read the laws. It doesn't say in there in that law that poker is illegal." And so Prim and his partners they they dug up this 1872 statute that outlawed gambling in California and realized that it was true. It didn't list poker. And the reason why is because the senators that wrote the uh, original law outlawing all all these games of chance left the word uh poker off because they played poker and they didn't want to put themselves in a situation where they couldn't play
3: (laughs) well i i got a question about that first of all listeners we're going to cut away we'll be back after a quick break
4: Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot.
5: Sheba is a 105 lean pounds
3: of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life. The shedding has
2: stopped. The itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E
5: oh. dot com.
2: If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3
5: fatty acids.
2: Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa, the
5: digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food.
2: Dynavite. Is nutrition. DynaVite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to DynaVite for help.
5: 859
6: 428 1000.
1: 859 428 1000. D I N O V I T E.com. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams.
2: You are more in need of a night in Atlantic City than any man I've ever met. I'd say sit down at a table, go for dinner, see a show, take a walk on the boardwalk and smell the salt air. But if you're anything like me, nothing after sit-down at a table is going to happen.
3: Welcome back, everybody. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. For listeners who just tuned in, we're talking with Max Votolato, who's written a book about the Gardena poker clubs. I was always under the impression that in the law, and maybe it was the law that was amended in the 30s, a draw poker was allowed, but something called stud horse poker, which is not defined, was illegal. When did that become adopted? And what, what is stud horse poker? Stud was on the, there
5: was a a 1911 uh, uh, opinion letter that was uh, drawn up by Ulysses Webb, who was uh, uh, attorney general, Uh, and uh, he uh, clarified the law, stating that uh, his opinion about draw poker was legal because it was a game of of, of skill and, and science and uh, exempt from anti-gambling laws because the cards weren't dealt face-up as they were in stud. So that was the distinction.
3: <laughs> so stud horse poker did refer to seven-card stud or five-card stud. It wasn't some other right. carnival game or some other dealer advantage game.
5: No, they added it to the list in 1891 as an outlawed game.
3: I see and the theory was which is now totally disproven that if the game if the cards are dealt down somehow there's more skill than if the cards are dealt up is that the theory? Right.
5: That's huh. right, yeah.
3: Now that changed though when was it in the 80s 1980s when the state of California decided to make all forms of poker legal can you tell us about i realize we're skipping over a huge piece of history but how did that transition take place
5: geez that's a bit later than 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 the book but i uh i think um there, there was a big change and 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 uh something uh described as like a poker gold rush in 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 california when those games opened up and a lot of a lot of uh, people started to uh, come to Los Angeles that that hadn't played there before, just because of that. That was that, but like you say, it was in the in the eighties. I think um, there's a piece in my book that describes, you know, players in in, in Las Vegas uh, commenting on how quiet the poker rooms were there at that time because there there would their regulars would go into Los Angeles to play, but this was also, you know, after. Uh, the, the, the prime years in Gardena, when, when the county really opened up in the in the early
3: 80s. Uh, okay, but that's after, your, that's after the book, uh, after what you're focusing on. So then let me take you back. So in the 30s, there were a group of guys, including Ernie Prim. And, and by the way, did Ernie Prim, is that the same Prim that founded Prim Nevada, where there are a couple of casinos like Whiskey Pete's and Buffalo whatever? Is that the same guy?
5: it's the same guy yeah he bought that land in the 1950s and it's quite interesting i think he always had this kind of escape plan in in his mind which which was that the 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 outside forces in gardena uh, that always threatened the legitimacy of, of what they were doing in terms of legalized uh, gambling um, were, were such a threat that he felt like he needed a another place to go if, if, if the ship sank there. Um, and this was, you know, outside pressure from uh, local uh, a government who, who typically, you know, took his side because of the, the, the revenues that were generated by those clubs. But they, they were also, you know, uh, m- m- moral crusaders from the community and church groups that, that really, uh, had a lot of clout that would come out against them. So there was a very, uh, fine, like tightrope to walk in Gardena in terms of appeasing the community and, and, and staying in business and, and mitigating all of that. So he bought this land in the fifties. And, and imagine that it would be a, a casino area, but it wasn't until uh, the the late seventies that they really started to, to build it up there. Um, he, he and his uh, his son, um, and and it was originally known as uh, Border Town or State Line. In ninety six, it became Prim Nevada. Uh, uh, Prim died in in nineteen eighty one, and so uh, it was a posthumous dedication.
3: Huh. Um, Let me just ask you this back in the thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties, how big was the poker industry in Gardena? Do you know what percentage of the town's revenue actually came from these poker clubs?
5: Oh, a good share of it. I would say, you know, it, 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 it was the major driving force of, of, of the city. So, uh, they, 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 and, and the cities really underwrote everything. They, uh, they, they created a, a swimming pool, a, a teen center, um, and, uh, and, and, and uh, subsidized the, the whole town. Guardia had originally been the very capital of, of Southern California, uh, uh, you know, pre war. Uh, it was an agricultural community that, uh, was really, uh, down on its luck, by the time the the the, the mid 30s rolled around and, and and Prim arrived, so this was a, a huge windfall for them, and, uh, and and Gardena, you know, was was prosperous at a time when when many other surrounding cities weren't, just because of these cod clubs. So uh, property taxes were incredibly low there, and this was always the factor that that helped them stay in business is whenever this went on the ballot is, should we, uh, you know, outlaw these clubs, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, money talks, right. So they would, uh, you know, realize that it was going to change, um, everybody's property tax rates and, 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 and it would be a rising tide. Uh, and, uh, you know, Church groups were so adamant about getting rid of these clubs that they even proposed the idea of disincorporating the city if the city couldn't make it on its own without <laughs> these clubs.
3: It's fascinating it back to me. To just
5: you know county land, yeah. Because you, ha- um,
3: you had uh, they the won- city fathers, a lot of the business people, the Chamber of Commerce united with the gamblers against the conservative moral forces of the town, right?
5: right, yeah, I mean they they always said, you know, hey, these buildings that that you know are hosting card clubs should be repurposable so that you know if if it goes down they they can become supermarkets or something, but what are you gonna do with you know big <laughs> halls <hold> that size <laughs> and, and so many of them in a, you know a five square mile uh you know town, so yeah it was uh it, it was difficult they, they did a lot of really interesting things to uh to market themselves public relations was a, a real key to it and in the in the 60s they they even published a uh, a local magazine a, a you know a monthly mailer called your town and the whole gist of it was to demystify the poker clubs which you know the locals mainly used as restaurants they weren't all necessarily poker players as people that lived in the town everybody came there from the outside you know I mean, a lot of people from the west side Beverly Hills rich you know doctors and lawyers playing in there, uh, housewives uh, you know all kinds of characters would would show up at these clubs but the locals you know took advantage of cheap meals which were served in these little cafes that each club had uh, you know because it was the best price in town to keep, keep keep gamblers there all the time so they wouldn't leave
3: Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman, Ugg. But did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no-obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. So what are you waiting for? Call HomeVestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG.
1: Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. And you know this show keeps me busy traveling around the country. Do you hear all that noise behind me? That's a casino floor in Atlantic City. Even though I'm around all this excitement, I still need a good night's sleep. And that's why I bring my pillow everywhere. Now, don't get me wrong. The hotel rooms here are very comfortable. But some of their pillows aren't the best for my back and neck. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow.
7: We'll get right back to the show, but I want to take a minute to talk to you about Bean Genius. How would you like your coffee delivered right to your door every month, maybe two times a month? Well, now that can happen with Bean Genius. Bean Genius sells freshly roasted coffee from some of the best independent coffee roasters in the country at beangenius.com and Bean Genius actually learns their customers' individual taste preferences, then suggests future coffee blends for them. Well, how do they do that? Well, this is the cool thing about Bean Genius. Over at BeanGenius.com, they use an algorithm which learns the coffee flavors you like and then pairs up what you like with the coffee that they have in stock. And it's all based upon you. Every time you order, the system learns. The system learns your preferences as you go along and order more and more coffee. And now, all our listeners can get a special offer. You head on over to BeanGenius.com slash subscription, and you'll be able to get 10% off your purchase when you use our promo code Pike, P-I-K-E, at checkout. That's 10% off at BeanGenius.com slash subscription with promo code Pike, P-I-K-E. BeanGenius.com, the smart specialty coffee subscription service.
1: Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and I just want to take a moment to talk about our friends at PennBets.com. You know, Pennsylvania recently legalized online gambling, so it won't be long before the first online gambling sites start launching across the Keystone State. So if you want to be a player in Pennsylvania, you need a place to go to stay on top of the latest developments. And that's why you need to check out penbets.com penbets.com is led by industry experts and provides the most in-depth coverage of this new and exciting online gambling market. News, reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker. At PennBets.com, you'll have everything you need to navigate the Pennsylvania online gambling scene at your fingertips. Where can you play? What's the latest game being offered? Which casino is running which site? You'll find these answers and much, much more at PennBets.com. Pennsylvania is a new market for online gambling, and things happen fast. So you need a resource that's reliable, insightful, and most of all, trustworthy. And that's penbets.com That's P-E-N-N-B-E-T-S dot com. Stay ahead of the game with penbets.com.
2: Many athletes dream of becoming a professional football
1: player. For those young men that do get drafted into the NFL or affiliated leagues, life changes forever for them and their families. Repeated head trauma during their professional football career causes many retired NFL players to experience long-term neurological issues such as ALS, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Our attorneys at D. Miller & Associates are ready to help you immediately. Contact us today at 1-855-PRO-LAWYERS for your confidential discussion. Again, that's
2: 1-855-776-5299.
4: Dinovite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course.
2: <laughs> Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week.
3: We'll send you a big tube of Doggo Suds free.
2: Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Suds shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Free this
7: week at Dynavite.com.
5: Dynavite is nutrition. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E
6: oh. dot com.
1: Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of June 4th, 2018. Well, it looks like William Hill will have a sportsbook in Atlantic City. William Hill announced last week that it will operate the sportsbook at the Ocean Resort when that casino opens on June 28th. William Hill will operate the 75,000-square-foot sportsbook along with operating a second sportsbook in New Jersey at the Monmouth Park Racetrack. Casino giant MGM is moving to the New York City area. Last week, MGM Resorts purchased Empire City Casino and the Yonkers Raceway for about $850 million. The property gives MGM the second-largest slot parlor in the New York City area, with a location about 15 miles from Times Square. And finally, a casino worker at the Plain Ridge Park Casino in Massachusetts has been arrested for allegedly trying to poison two of her co-workers. Alexandria Martell pled not guilty to charges that she put cleaning fluid in the drinks of two co-workers because she didn't want to work with them that day. Surveillance video from the workers' lounge showed her apparently pouring something into a co-worker's drink. I guess it was a good move putting the security cameras in the employee lounge. If have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio.
6: I wanna hold them like they do in Texas plays A little gambling is fun when you're with me I love it I really think it's time for us to do something. This is all getting way out
1: of hand. What do you mean? The song is sweet.
7: This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley
3: Adams. Now, I do some other stuff, but poker, that's the thing I do best. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host. For listeners who just tuned in, we're talking with Max Votolato, who's written a book about the Gardena Poker Clubs. Well, you have a lot of wonderful photographs of the uh, promotional material, but also of the interior of some of these clubs, like the Monterey Club. It looks like the fanciest dining hall you can imagine. Beautiful restaurant, right?
5: Yeah, really, really uh, classy and Um, You know, what's so interesting is that uh, above all of that, there were these gangways that were hidden in the ceiling where the uh, the floor men would go up and they had little uh, portholes in the ceiling, uh, you know, sort of interspersed amongst the fire extinguisher heads, and they would have telescopes and they could uh, look through these portholes and spy down on the games, and this was to police the games for cheats.
3: Right. My understanding is that cheating was a much bigger part of the game than it became because the games used to be self-dealt, so players would deal among themselves. So if you were a mechanic, you could do some significant cheating, but that changed when some of the bigger rooms started to hire professional dealers. Can you tell us about that period of transition?
5: Yeah, that's, that's, that's back at, back going into the eighties again, that when, 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 um, these Gardena clubs started to have, uh, dealers, they are, um, I think it was a guy named Blaine Nicholson who did, uh, uh, public relations for prim and, and, uh, then the Miller family who ran the, the Normandy casino in, in Gardena. Um, and he, uh, he described a, a, a campaign that he ran in the actually in the early '90s um, uh, called uh, you know it's like L.A. It, it, uh, Vegas in L.A. was the name of the campaign, and it was because of this transition to dealers where he said you know our our clubs were starting to look more like Vegas and and not only that he brought in the whole uh, concept of live entertainment in the clubs that something they never had they were very kind of bare bones just poker halls where you sat with a, a group of neighbors at a table and, and you dealt amongst yourselves and they'd have uh chick girls who would come around and they, i mean this predates the dealer era but you know that the, you, you know every half hour it, it, a buzzer would go and you'd pay your collection to stay at the table and uh that's how the clubs made their money they didn't have a stake in any of the the games, so, Uh, you know, one one, one funny thing about Prim is that he he never had to lose in Gardena. When he opened up his uh, clubs in Reno, uh, you know, that was supposed to be the big leagues for him because it was like real casinos with all the games. And then he, you know, people would come in and hit a jackpot and, there was one funny story in the book where somebody won a lot of money at Kino, and you went around the club and tore down every side for Keno because <laughs> he was so pissed <laughs> so
3: off he had to pay this money. Um, I wanted to ask you about some of the other things that went on in these clubs. It was not just poker, they also have a game that you describe that I think very few poker players outside of California are familiar with that's generally called Pan but that's short for Pan Genique or some longer verb what was that all about?
5: Yeah, Pan Um Pan uh, came out of uh, this uh, a, a Chinese game of, of tiles uh, 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 like a, a game that was played in back rooms in uh, Chinatown and Orange County uh, a, a Asian game uh, and they never had anything like that in the uh, in the early uh, poker clubs um, in the in the uh, in the eighties. Uh, a Chinese promoter approached the Normandy uh, casino and uh, proposed bringing this game in, and they got the city to uh, to license it, and it was a huge hit. Um, they had a a little room. Uh, which was formerly the library room in the, in the card club, and it was about the size of a small swimming pool. And on opening night, it was filled to capacity with people literally hanging on each other to play this game, um, and uh, it, it just you know, unbelievable hit. And it, and, it, and it ended up spreading through all the other uh, clubs in, uh, in in California.
3: Is it still played? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it. Pan Guinea is still played out in the California clubs?
5: Yeah, they call it Pan. Pan,
3: yeah. Um, So when I talk to people from California who have come east where I am, I I live in Boston, and I travel a lot, and people say they're from California, I always say, oh, do you play poker? And many of the people who came from uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco knew absolutely nothing about – all of these poker rooms. I'm wondering if there were restrictions on how the casinos could advertise. Were they barred from having big billboards or having uh, some kind of PR other than what they did, or is it just that people may not be paying attention?
5: No, they had. They did advertise. They advertised. There were restrictions on uh, signage on the outside of clubs that were, you know, part of uh, the Gardena City Ordinance. Um I think that you know at, at one point uh, the clubs started using some pretty elaborate signs like you know animated signs even that lit up and showed a sequence of someone dealing cards or something like that they they made them stuff all that you could just have the name of your club on the outside and then um there were height restrictions on the signs because they wanted to hike these these big uh, neon signs up high enough that you could see them off the freeway when you came in uh to town um they uh uh, they were always kind of pushing the limits of that. They couldn't advertise in newspaper stuff. That didn't come around until the early nineties. The LA times started to run, um, ads for, uh, the, uh, the Normandy, uh, first with its, uh, Vegas and LA campaigns. Um, I, there, there were television commercials though for, uh, the card clubs, but yeah, again, like in the eighties is really when I was seeing that. Um, so they, you know, all their, all their PR marketing, um, was was localized um one good story was about how uh they kind of won over people in the community and, and and made a good name for themselves taking kids to Disneyland. They had something like this monthly <laughs> birthday club that was sponsored by the monterey and they'd get they get a local school bus and every kid that had a birthday that month would be invited to come free of charge on a on a saturday trip to to disneyland with with you know chaperones from the city and a, a boxed lunch and everything, so you know that that really, uh,
3: yeah. Really so they were good. good side. They were good neighbors. Um, let me yeah. ask you this: my producer's they, asking me a question that I I can't answer. I'd love you to talk about what was the competition like between and among the rooms.
5: They they were they were pretty uh, hard rivals. Like prim had a had a had a almost like his nemesis in the in the. Yeah, in the fifties and sixties of a guy named Harry Clashman who uh, who came into town and he, he they had a they, they he was starting to offer uh, discounted um, rates for the, the, the meals that they were serving. Uh, he took over the embassy club um the first club it was still there and and they had this this food war that made national headlines in the in the 50s it was a lunches for a dime <laughs> you couldn't really do that the, the mayor had to step in and say hey you're going to put local you know restaurants out of business with all of this you guys have to you know cut it out or there'll be consequences so, right
3: i remember when i started to um, go to the poker rooms the competition was over who could offer the most elaborate food for the players. You, you'd have to pay, you know, market rate if you wanted to eat without playing. But if you played mid limit or higher, you would get any food that you wanted. And they served Asian food. They served American food. They served fresh fruit. And you could just keep ordering more and more food. As long as you played, you know, two five, no limit or ten twenty limit or higher.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, I'll tell you, one, one other thing I, I, I thought of it, it, on this topic is, is, is that they, they, there, was a, there was real warfare between these clubs, uh, you know, besides the menus. They, they actually literally uh, went to war. Uh, in, in 1960, uh, Prim wanted to open a third club because he had two. He had the Rainbow and the Monterey, and he, he purchased this property that was going to be the Starlight Club. And um, because, you know, there's only so much business to go around, even, you know, when, when Gardena was the only place you could play, lo- you know, in L.A. So uh, his, his, his competition went crazy because he's going to have three clubs. They're, they're all on uh, Vermont Boulevard, which is like the main drag when you drive into Gardena. This predates the freeway that, that brings you in now. Um, they, he's he's going to take all the business. And, and really, you know, every time they'd open another club, the, the, the share would shrink for everybody else. Hmm. Um, so they, they forced an election that, that uh, threatened to put, you know, all the clubs out of business by, by masquerading as, an, you know, another moral group. And, uh, and they even um, bombed uh, the Rainbow Club. Uh, no one really knows who did it but but the club was bombed in march 1960 you can see it in the old uh, newspapers uh it was bombed at night when it was closed because they always had an off day they rotated uh an off day between the clubs just because of this reason to share the business around and so they knew no one would be in there you know to be injured there was a security guard and a janitor in there but uh someone you know put like a stick of dynamite in in the entrance at night and and uh huge explosion blew out all the windows at the front of the club and uh you know caused a fire and everything but you know amazingly enough uh the club opened for business (laughs) 10 hours later
3: (laughs) as long as you could set up a table they were all (laughs) set listeners we're going to cut away we'll be back after a quick break
1: New Jersey's online gambling market is loaded with so many different sites and all kinds of promotions, it's enough to make your head spin like the reels on an old-time Atlantic City slot machine. So how do you make sense of all that information floating out there in cyberspace? Well, you don't have to. That's because the folks at NJOnlineGambling.com have done all of that for you. NJOnlineGambling.com is your complete resource for all the online sites in New Jersey. Which games have the biggest jackpots? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. Which sites use PayPal for deposits? NjonlineGambling.com has the answer. NjonlineGambling.com is the most trusted guide to the New Jersey online gambling market. Industry news, site reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker, they got it all in one spot. It's the ultimate resource for online players in New Jersey. They even got the best sign-up offers, better than some of the ones being offered by the online casinos themselves. Look, they say bet with your head. So why not do the same before you bet and check out NJOnlineGambling.com, the most trusted resource around for New Jersey's online gambling market. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now you've been hearing me talk about MyPillow and their different promotions, like the four-pack special and the MyPillow mattress. Well, the folks at MyPillow now have a new special offer for all of you. It's called the MyPillow two-pack special. Head over to MyPillow.com and click on the two-pack special link right on the homepage. You can't miss it. And here's the offer. Use our promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S, and you'll be able to get two MyPillow Premium Pillows for one low price plus free shipping. You can choose from standard, queen, and even king-size pillows. Same 10-year warranty, same 60-day money-back guarantee, and they're all made here in the USA. That's the MyPillow 2-Pack Premium Pillow Special. Two pillows, one low price when you use our promo code CARDS at checkout. You'll also get free shipping on your order. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913 to order by phone and use our promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S. Better sleep starts with MyPillow.
4: Ooh. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD plus <laughs> free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16 because without it, no well, free, free stuff. stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com.
5: say this there's no such thing as a poker pro no matter what Norman
6: Chad says on the telecast it's a total myth
2: I butter my bread with guys like this they come out here by the plane load the bus load the car load they think they got the game clock because they can riffle chips with either hand.
3: Bit 200. Call. Oh.
5: Brunson, Gus Hansen, Seidel. Ain't nothing special. Watch them on TV back in my house in Alakwepa. It's just so freaking obvious to me that they're bluffing. <laughs> I know, man. I can always tell what they've
2: got. Oh, sure. It's obvious when ESPN is showing you their hole cards. There's no hole card cam here. You want to know what I'm holding? You're going to have to read my face. Little advice, kid. If you're going to wear the shades to keep me from looking at your eyes, don't adjust the frames whenever you catch an ace. Oh. Oh, honey. Don't give your stack a hand job every time you're going to raise.
4: Why not? I raised 500.
2: But Aliquippa, you're the best. You don't know it, but tonight, you're my ATM.
7: You're listening to the House of Cards.
2: Now look, mister, first rule of the game of poker, whether you're playing Eastern or Western rules or or the kind they play at the North Pole, is put up or shut up!
3: everybody, this is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards once again. For listeners who just tuned yeah. in, we're talking with Max Vodolato, who's written a book about the Gardena Poker Clubs. Max, we're going to have to end, but I wanted to just get a couple of things uh, in the interview before we close. First of all, we're talking with Max Vodolato, who has written this extraordinary book about the Gardena Poker Clubs and the poker scene in and around Los Angeles uh, from the 30s until the 80s. How do people get a copy of this book, and is it available as an audiobook?
5: It will be available as an audio book. I've been uh, working on that, and I, I, I plan to release it sometime in, in June. Uh, currently, it's in paperback form. It's available on the History Press, and uh, you can buy it through Barnes & Noble, uh, Amazon, and all good book dealers.
3: <laughs> it is a great book. It's a relatively... <laughs> Easy book to read, sprinkled with lots of fantastic historic pictures and uh, great stories. I really want to thank you because it filled in a hole in my education. And I think anybody who's interested in poker, anybody who's interested in the development of gambling and the spread of gambling, will be fascinated by this. You've done a great job, Max.
5: Hey, thank you. A oh, pleasure to be on the show. It was really fun.
3: Do you have a website?
5: Uh, freewaycity.org and you can can look the book up on Facebook also at uh, Gardena Poker
3: Clubs. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. Terrific. Thank you. Cheers. Listeners, that was Max Votolato. He was the author, is the author of Gardena Poker Clubs A High Stakes History. Listeners, um, we're going to end the show but come back next week and until then good luck and good day.